With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Episode 6. Three Drink Minimum Podcast. And... Ooh, buddy, how about that? A blowout victory for the Chargers. It doesn't feel like those happen a lot, but I think what we saw is the best of all worlds for the Chargers. We saw where the special teams really doesn't have to do anything, and when that happens, they're good. We saw what the defense should be or what I think what the defense was expected to be coming into the season as far as being able to generate pressure when they're one-on-one looks, being able, the secondary being able to make plays on the ball and getting off the field. And then we saw the offense just humming along. Rivers not having to do too much. Rivers making plays, giving guys a chance to make plays. Running game, getting going, getting everybody involved. Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams. Um, no no Mike, Mike Williams today, but um, still saw a lot, lot, lot of good things and it was a nice team win, so let's kind of go through it. And I think we have to start with Tyrell Williams. And the only way to start off this podcast, the only way that I know how to start off this podcast would be is Tyrell Williams, the best receiver in the NFL. So Tyrell had four targets. He caught three of those targets for 118 yards, two touchdowns. Somebody said this during the game to me where – the, like t- games like today with games like how Tyrell played today is going to make it so tough to hop off the bandwagon just because he can go 
so many games where he just doesn't do anything and he doesn't make plays and he doesn't do this. And then today happens where he shows off that speed, man. He shows off that some of his traits are unlike almost any other receiver in the NFL. Just he is that fast. He is that big. He's actually very, very quick with the ball in his hands too. So we saw him extend something that Tyrell has had issues with is with him being as big as possible. He still doesn't like go up and get it, but that wasn't a problem today. We saw him go up and get it twice. And the one where he extended was something that you would think would be natural for him on the touchdown where there was an obvious false start call. Of course they didn't catch, they didn't call it still. If you don't want him to score, stop him, knock the ball out of his hands. That didn't happen. Scored a touchdown. And, you know, those are the type of plays that, man, if, if you can just get not even every game, once every couple of game out of Tyrell, that would make that would just make his value go up so much. And it would help this team a lot just because they can get these underneath routes with Keenan and Mike Williams and Gates. But, oh, man, it was a it was a hell of a game by Tyrell. And obviously those aren't going to happen for probably December. But who cares, man? They, they got. They got the kind of production they needed, and I'm sure it'll just give him a really big boost of confidence. And then moving forward, you know, hopefully he can roll. Hopefully he can give give the team another another performance like that. But it was good to see from Tyrell. So hats off to him. He probably he probably gets the game ball. Um, going back, just the offense as a whole. I thought out of the blocks, I really thought they had a really good game plan. The first drive, it seemed like. When, with getting Okun back, with getting Russell Okun back left tackle, that they were just going to, hey, let's see how good he is. Let's let's remind you how good he is. And they just they were running behind him. And it wasn't like the traditional just running right right off tackle behind him. They did some sweeps, got him on the move a little bit. They ran some reverses, some jet sweeps his way. But the first drive, man, they just marched right down the field, no hesitation or sorry, no resistance. And it was really nice to see. So uh, it was good to have Okun back, and I think it's pretty clear that he makes a difference. And I know that Miles Garrett got the best of him a couple times, but Miles Garrett is a very good player. That's going to happen. But I think what what's really important here is just that they were be able they were able to get the ground game going. First carry went for 16 yards. Next rush went for 16 yards, and that kind of uh that kind of established the the ground game. And Chargers really. For the first time in what feels like forever, they were able to do whatever they wanted to on the ground. And I feel like when's the last time you can say that where the Chargers were able to basically run wherever, run with whoever, run any direction and have success. Uh, Today was the first time in a decade. So since 2008 was the first time that the Chargers had over 240 rushing yards. The last time they did that was against the Broncos. That's just so silly, man, just to think about that. To put that into perspective, that's how much success they had. So is this the best Chargers rushing team ever? Yeah, I think it's safe to say that. Um, getting back to Miles Garrett, he, he did give he did um, give both tackles problems, Okun, Tevi. And for a couple drives there, after the initial drive, he uh, he was he was probably the main reason that the Chargers got off the field. They uh so they went three and out, two, sorry, three and out, three and out. And then they had another punt that was before 
the long heave to Tyrell. And a lot of that was just because of the pressure, man. Okun was living in the backfield. He beat Okun once to the outside. He beats Sam Tevy to the inside. And I think he beat Tevy again on the following drive. Uh, they, I, I like the idea of spreading out, so I'm not going to get mad at that. I, I mean, you want to get your best players on the field, but um, with with players like with players like Garrett, those are going to happen. But I mean, who they're they're able to overcome it. They're able to figure it out. The misdirection is really what slowed that that pressure down because in that first quarter, second early second quarter, uh, the Browns' pressure was starting starting to to take over a little bit. But once the Chargers got back to the misdirection, it, it was like a seventh grade game almost where. Uh, Pop Warner game, you can call it, I guess, where if you run a reverse, you are going to have success. And I've never seen a reverse or these jet sweeps work as often as they did against the Browns. It just looked like they had no clue what was going on. If the Chargers were going to like sweep, run a sweep to the right, the entire defense would run right. So no backside pursuit. It was easy to make that call. So they, uh, Wiz did a good job recognizing it. If they're not going to stop it, man, why go away from it? So whether it was to Keenan, Mike Williams, whoever, they uh they had they really they basically took the Browns pressure out of the game by running those plays, and that's when the Chargers just got the ball rolling and were basically able to do whatever they wanted to. And in the first half, in those couple three and out plays, in the weirdest, in the most I wouldn't say weirdest, in the most Charger way ever the defense was bailing out the offense. So the Browns had pretty good field position on a lot of these plays or on a lot of these series. First drive, they go four plays out. Next drive, seven plays, punt, nine plays for 14 yards, seven plays for 18 yards as they're in Chargers territory. Three plays, punt, uh, turnover on downs. So they got, they got a stop after the Browns went for a field goal. And they had they gave up a one scoring drive at the end of the quarter, um, at the end of the half. So to have that kind of success against the Browns, who who have who have uh, been able to move the ball, they've had some success. But they're, I think, just getting back to what the going back to what I said initially, this is what they wanted the Chargers defense to look like. It was really just guys winning their one-on-one battles. Everybody knows Melvin Ingram can win their one-on-one battle, his one-on-one battle. But saw Isaac Rochelle get after it a little bit today, more so than ever. And I think the idea of not starting Rochelle, I mean, you don't want to be cliche and say it fired him up, but I think Rochelle is just kind of a more is less guy, or sorry, less is more. So he's not worn out. He's get a chance to pin his ears back a little bit. And that paid off. He had, I believe he had two sacks. Um, I, I thought he had two sacks. He might have just had one. But Legion got in there. Square got in there. I think Derwin James or Rayshon Jenkins split a sack as well. So they had four. I think they had four sacks in the first half. That was that just never, never happens. Uh, just comparative. As much pressure as the Browns were getting early on, they were still only able to bring Rivers down once. But. The Chargers sacks, they legit took the Browns out of, you know, either going for it on fourth down or completely out of field goal range. So, yeah, that was a big deal. And in turn, the secondary was able to play a lot more aggressive with Baker Mayfield running around 
his head cut off, not knowing what to do under pressure. He didn't look great, but we can get to there in a second. But I think it just when the, with it, when the Chargers are able to get pressure with four or five and they can still play zone behind it, we saw like what Desmond King's value is because Des is just so good at reading the quarterback and just knowing what the routes around him are going to be like underneath. As an underneath defender, he is very good. He's not not great in man coverage, but we saw what he can be when he um, when he could just read the quarterback and sit on routes. The two interceptions broke up another pass. Adrian Phillips got in the passing lane twice, actually made some really good plays. He broke up a couple passes as well. Uh, Chargers ended up breaking up five five total passes, man. Uh, had a couple interceptions, Des did. Uh, yeah, I think he, I'm pretty sure he was the only one who, who got an interception, but they were they were all over the place. Um, they were able to get to Baker Mayfield all, all day. Nine, I think it was nine quarterback hits to go with. It might have been four quarterback hits as well as five total sacks. So when you're getting that kind of production, when you're in that, when you're in the backfield that much, it, life is so much easier on the secondary. And it's it was the first time in a long time that it felt that way. One of the changes that they made, so Square started at defensive end for Rochelle. That was a good change. Instead of, you know, putting in who knows, I don't know what they were going to do. They put in Nuosu at will. That I mean, he he played. I don't know how well he did. I I remember seeing Emmanuel in there more. I can't wait to check the snap counts out. Uh, snap counts out. I remember seeing Kyle Emmanuel in at inside linebacker as well. Uh, and then, of course, when the Browns spread him out, we were seeing Rayshon Jenkins in there, which I really, really love. Hopefully that, um, you know, hopefully that can stay. Jenkins actually had the second most tackles on on the uh, on the game today. He had eight tackles, and he also got in there on a blitz with a sack. I just think when they get those athletes in there, and I, I, I feel like I say this all the time, when they just put all their athletes on the field, they are just so much better as a team. They obviously, you know, common sense says they play faster, but they really do play faster. And they just they can get to spots where just the linebackers can't get to. And that is common sense. But uh, with with no threat of the run, that's why they were able to do that and make plays. And I mentioned like so Phillips would be a linebacker and they try to get one of those ball crossing routes over the linebacker's head. But Phillips is fast enough to get depth and he can break that play up or a quick throw where Jenkins can break on it. Whereas, you know, Perriman might not get there. So I love seeing all those dudes on the field running around with, with four guys rushing or with four guys and another defensive back rushing. Um, That was, it was good. It was, it was just a really good game by the defense. And hopefully, hopefully this leads to something where, you know, we can, we can kind of move forward and just get the athletes going up. I do think it was another, um, the lone, um, lone dark spot on the team was Trevor Williams. He uh, continues to just not look like he did last year. He looks more like rookie year Trevor Williams, not second year Trevor Williams. And that's a problem because rookie year Trevor Williams was not a good player. And this year he has been getting beat. I wish I had the target numbers yesterday, but I do remember him giving up some, some, 
a couple of big plays, and they led to – I mean, they were a direct correlation to leading to points. But I think the good news is the Chargers are aware, and they are actually subbing him with Michael Davis, number 43. So if you're seeing Michael Davis on the field, that's why. Sometimes Davis is on the field with everybody else, which is cool. But then other times they have Davis on the field in place of Trevor Williams. And he gave him a couple catches too, but um, he is, I guess, Davis's quote-unquote upside is he's a good tackler, so he's going to limit after the catch, whereas uh, Williams is just a really good athlete and he can run with guys. So he has the speed to run with an Antonio Callaway, but he's just giving up way too much separation underneath. And yeah, man, that's uh, just, he just hasn't been able to stick to receivers. It's really, it is really tough to, to play at a consistently high level at corner corners. Just, it's probably one of the harder positions in the league. That's why like for a Patrick Peterson or like a Richard Sherman for all those years, it's so impressive because that's just, it's so rare to happen like that. Um, not, there's not really much to complain about at once. Once every game, the offense just gets way too cute. I, I feel like – I don't know if they want to – if it's their way of getting Keenan Allen involved, but they did it again where split out Rivers wide uh, or he, he, Rivers throws the quick screen to Keenan. Keenan throws it back to Rivers. Rivers doesn't catch the ball. Come on. If, have you seen Rivers in space or seen Rivers move? Of course he's not going to catch the ball. So that was a disaster. And I think they go from like third and short, second and short to like third and 22. Come on, man. There's, there's no reason for that. They were, they were moving the ball right along. And usually you bust those trick plays out either in like a sudden change or after, after you get a turnover, they were marching. Like they they had had like two or three really good plays in a row. And then they decided to run trick play. I think Wiz has a very I think Wiz is very good at calling screens like when the defense least expects it I think he is not very good at knowing when to run his trick plays and his trick plays are have just let's just scrap those man there's no there's no reason for it getting back to the defense to Baker Mayfield I don't know man I I I think we when we first talked about the Browns I thought that, you know, the, essentially he was going to come back down to earth. He wasn't going to play like he did against the Jets. He wasn't going to – probably wasn't going to play like he did against the Raiders just because the Raiders are the Raiders. He finished a lot of those sacks, honestly, today were on him just because, in my opinion, he was just holding the ball for way, way too long. And you can blame that on the coverage, certainly, because he was missing his receivers, um, a, a couple of the top receivers, but – uh, he was 22 for 46, not great. He only had 238 yards. He had two interceptions. Both of those, both of those interceptions, to me, anyways, were well. So the second one where Des jump it, you just can't stare down a receiver in the NFL. That just can't happen. The other one where he was rolling around, that kind of showed showed you uh, a little bit about his lack of arm strength. And I always thought his accuracy was overrated. People think just because you have a high completion percentage that you're an accurate passer, uh, not so much. The other, uh, the other big critique I had with Baker back in college, anyways, was he was like not a good third down quarterback. Oklahoma was not a good third down team, and 
that that tends to carry over. Uh, I think we saw that today. Um, Cleveland was six for sixteen on third downs, and they had some opportunities to put some points on the board, but uh, Baker just couldn't make a play, man. So, uh, hat tip to the Chargers defense, but I think we saw some limitations by Baker today. And I mean, if you guys are fans of him, you'll probably get a little upset about that. But hey, it it happens. Um, as getting back to saying with the defense here, our run defense did a really good job. They had Chubb had a long run. Duke Johnson had one long run. But, I mean, outside of that, they held the running backs to 95 yards, I believe. So that was a big deal to make to make Bayford or to, to keep Baker one-dimensional. That was big. Um, Carlos Hyde, the starting running back, who got the, the bulk of the carries, finished with 14 carries for 34 yards. That's, uh, that's big, man, if the Chargers – so most teams aren't going to be patient enough to run the ball down your throat. So when the Chargers are playing light like that, if they can get stops uh, and make teams one-dimensional and be able to you know, pin their ears back and just play, play coverage, that's a big deal. That's going to help in the long run a lot. And I think with these, uh, this heavy front that they're moving to, so with Damian Square, who has actually – who came over to the Chargers as like a, essentially a nose tackle – to for him to be able to hold his ground at, at defensive end, that's helping quite a bit. And then obviously getting Legit back. So you go squared, you have Legit, and then obviously Ingram's gonna make some plays. And then we go Mebane in the middle with all the speed behind them closing. That's uh that helps quite a bit. It's good. It is good to see. So good job just all around by the defense. And I mean Baker made Baker did not do them any favors. I thought under pressure. Whenever color, like whenever the Chargers flashed their color, his eyes just dropped and he was just a completely different quarterback. He, for some reason, I, I don't know if I know he did um, slip when he was running out of bounds. And I don't know if he, that limp kept up the entire uh, the entire game, but he didn't look right, man. He, he didn't look good, but he didn't look right. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seemed smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. I will say, though, what, the main takeaway that I just had on defense was they were just faster than the Browns. So whatever they wanted to do, they could. If they like they could beat the Browns receivers to the spot, they could beat the running backs to the spot, they can beat the offensive linemen to the spot. And it really showed. So uh, for the first time all year, I would say I was impressed by the defense. That would be my main takeaway. Offensively, um, I mean – Guys just made plays. Melvin Gordon was running his ass off. He he broke so many tackles. He looked really really good. He he averaged at one point in the third quarter the the Chargers were averaging like nine yards a pop. 
on the ground. That's just ridiculous. And even as the game was going on, they were still up there. They finished with 6.8 yards of carry, which is still really freaking good. Uh, so, yeah, Melvin went 18 for 132, seven yards of carry, had three touchdowns. Eckler had seven carries, 60 yards. Keenan, Keenan would have had more rushing yards than any of the Browns. He had four carries for 41 yards. Um, Mike Williams had that one carry where he went 10 yards. Like, like we said, they, they were able to do whatever they wanted to. So it was, it was a dominant win and that's what you need. That's what, that's the kind of, um, that's kind of performances that you, that good teams make. So it, it was good. And it's, it's getting closer and closer for us to be able to call them a good team. We will see next week. So they're going to have to take care of the Titans. Titans are, I don't think the Titans are very good. I didn't think they were coming into this game. And they just got completely shut down by the Ravens today. So we will, um, man, three in a row. Should be four in a row if they can take care of the Titans. I don't think there's much left to talk about just because the the Chargers played a team who the Browns were thought of to be very, very good. Uh, Most power rankings had the Browns as top 10 unit. So for them to basically, basically shut them down for, you know, while the starters were in anyways, that's a big deal. And they were able to not, you know, not just do it one way. They had things going on the ground with Gordon. They had things going through the air. They shut them down. They were able to get sacks, turnovers. Like this, this is a brand of football that the Chargers are going to, like if they can play this type of style, they have a chance to go a long ways. But it was good to get Okung back. Um, we're going to need, you know, as the season goes along, it's going to be interesting to see once they start getting these other guys back, how, how they improve, if they can keep getting better. And they're going to have to. Eventually, they're going to run into the Chiefs and the Patriots and one of these good teams, or even the Bengals down the line. They're, they're solid. So very good team win. Not much else to say just because it was a blowout, and that's what you want to do as a good team. You want to blow somebody out. So um, good win, man. We will hopefully this time next week we will be doing it again and celebrating a fourth victory in a row. Thanks for tuning in. Go team. Go Chargers. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.